we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. All right. Look at somebody and say social media saints. I've been talking about this because after I took this break, God just began to speak to me. Now, I got a whole video, part 13, Truth Pound Hip Hop Social Esteem, where I kind of dealt with certain parts of it. But this part of it, I think, is more personable to me and us as believers. And we got to make sure we don't let this machine turn our hearts. Amen. You know, I was playing with the little Apple Vision glasses. I got those. And yeah, I got them. And man, it's an experience. And you just sit back and you can just see the world and all of this. And I got a lot of Bible programs in mind so I can, it, it brings the Bible to life and different things. It's just, it's, it's pretty amazing, but it's scary. It's scary because man, that's real close to your head. It's real close. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a nerd, so I like technology. But I also understand that we are humans. We got to be able to draw the line with technology. I, amen. After my 30 days of being off of the internet and off social media, I cannot scroll anymore. I can't. Like once I took the break, I pick up my phone and I watch somebody will send me something. I'll watch it. Then I'll flick up for the next video and then I just put it down. I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I didn't know that that's a behavior I'm supposed to have. I thought it was okay to keep scrolling and it's not, it's not at all. Basically it's what they did to create these platforms, they hired people from Las Vegas that ran casinos and built, uh, built uh, slot machines. So the technology in the phone is patterned after slot machines. So when you're scrolling, it's the same as gambling. And it's as addictive as gambling because you're scrolling for a reward. All right, let me play this video real quick. Twitch streamer who unleashed chaos on the streets of New York City yesterday is now facing charges. Tonight, hours after violent pandemonium, Social media influencer Kaas Sanat hit with three charges, felony riot causing public injury or damage, inciting a riot and unlawful assembly. Thousands rushing to Manhattan's Union Square creating chaos. $100 gift cards all here, bro. We gonna go crazy for New York, man. After Sanat told his millions of followers on live streaming platform Twitch Friday that he would give away video game consoles and gift cards. Children cannot uh, get their values, their beliefs uh, from social media. In the algorithms that they've incorporated function on the, the most powerful way to keep people doing a behavior or an animal for that matter is intermittent random reward a random intermittent reward that you don't know when you're going to hit the jackpot. So you're scrolling, you're scrolling, and then you see something. 
Typically, it's very high what, you know, in nerd speak, we'd say signal to noise. So if you're reading some interesting things, this came out in the news, this came out, and then it's all of a sudden a riot or a person that is jump is base jumping off a building, then that has this gravitational pull. And then you, what happens is you start getting the system working for that next dopamine hit that you don't know when it's going to come. It's just like gambling. So I look at social media as initially being very dopaminergic, driving reward, surprise, and excitement, but very quickly transitioning to something more like OCD and the kinds of behaviors where it looks, if you, if we were to look at ourselves through the lens of an experiment, like we would an animal experiment, we think that animal is sick. If you saw an animal digging in the corner, looking, 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 looking for a bone, the dog is looking, 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 you'd think that's really sad. That's us. Is that there's a fundamental mismatch between the way our brains are wired and this behavior of exposing yourself to stimuli with intermittent rewards throughout all of your waking hours. So it's one thing to spend a couple hours at the slot machine in Las Vegas, but if you bring a slot machine with you and you pull that handle all day long from when you wake up to when you go to bed, we're not wired from it. It short circuits the brain, and we're starting to find that it has actual cognitive consequences, one of them being this sort of pervasive background hum of anxiety. If you talk to mental health experts on college campuses, they'll tell you. Along with the rise of ubiquitous smartphone use and social media use among the students on the campus came an explosion of anxiety-related disorders on those campuses. But what we don't quite know yet is how this addiction over time changes not only our behaviors through hacking our positive reinforcement centers of the brain, but how over time it changes our perception of reality itself. When we first embarked upon the social media experiment, we had far more in-person interactions under our belt than we did interactions online. So we took our in-person frame of reference and viewed all of our technological interactions through that lens. But now, in a time when we have hundreds, even thousands of friends, acquaintances, celebrities, and online personalities that we keep up with online, we have slowly over time replaced the majority of our interactions with being digital. How much do we now view our in-person interactions through our new digital lens? The best ways to drain people's energy nowadays is via the internet. This woman is a astrophysicist. Actually, this is not how space works. Now I just wait for the comments to come in. Hey, can you mansplain any louder? Yeah, sure. The energy you get this way isn't quite as pure, but if you do enough of it, it'll fill you up. Women are getting too tall. Jesus actually hates horses. <sighs> when they call you a you know you've got them. Yeah. You can drain their energy via social media without having to even be near them. That is racist. You're correct. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they hate me. It's surprisingly simple to get total strangers completely furious with you. They should get a life. He's a professional troll. And he's showing you how algorithms work. That's how algorithms work to keep you busy. By commenting comments that didn't even come from a person. And they just randomly scour the internet and look for accounts that they so they can get you involved in a dispute and they're not even real yet they've drained your energy energy that could have been used for prayer 
Energy that could have been used for prayer for your family, for your husband, your wife. Energy that could have been used for your job, for your profession. is drained. And they're going somewhere with this. This is to turn us all into unfeeling, uncaring people. Because the more you involve yourself with the digital realm, the less human humans become. You'll find it easier to say things online that you wouldn't say in person. And so we, our guardian is compromised. That's why they started legalizing marijuana. They legalize marijuana because marijuana inhibits your guardian so that you can't protect yourself from spiritual entities. It's all working to take us away from the purpose that God created us for. That's what social media is doing. Am I telling everybody to get off social media? No, I'm not telling you that. But I definitely would question myself if I couldn't go a period without it. See, we should be leery of anything that they've created that has not been tested. That's why I wouldn't get no vaccine that you ain't had 7, 15 years of trials like every other vaccine. Because it hadn't been tested. So we don't know what it's going to do. Right? You can say you know, but you don't know if you don't have tests. Well, the whole social media experiment, they were smart. They entered it into our society. And when they first entered it in, we had, like the guy was saying, proof of what living people really think and believe that we could compare to people that are spending a lot of time on social media. You see what I'm saying? So you had a section of people that had never used it and you can use their uh, statistics versus those that used it. But now those people that have never used it don't really exist anymore. So we don't know where it's going because we don't have really the testimonials or many testimonials of those that never had it. Every, if everyone's affected by it, then everyone's affected by it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So it's, there's a question and I asked the Lord about it and it, God began to give me some of this stuff. So I'm going to go through some of it now. You know, we as believers, we, we're not the world. So we got to do things a little different than the world. We got to handle things differently than the world. Amen. All right. And I'm on social media. I don't have any really personal accounts. I use it for ministry, but I'm on there. But man, after 30 days, I don't want to be on there. I literally have to force myself to even look at it. And after I see two or three comments, I'm done. I'm like, I'm out. 
because I was, it was just it's like so peaceful. I didn't have that anxiety hum that he was talking about. There's a, he said there's a faint background hum of anxiety that exists because you don't know what people are saying or doing or going to say about what you uploaded. Yeah, that would be the same as you walking around in your house and people are always in there. (laughs) How would that make you feel? Get out the bathroom in your drawers. Oh, Lord, there's somebody in there. Yeah, it's the same thing. Somebody's always there. Go outside, somebody's in the yard. That's... That will give you anxiety because that's not natural. Can I keep preaching in here? All right, let's talk about this. One of the major, major, one of the major dangers of social media is self-isolation. Self-isolation is solitary confinement. Solitary confinement is a punishment. When they punish folks in jail, they put you in solitary confinement in the hole. Why is that punishment? Because you don't have nobody to talk to. And if you stay in there too long, you're going to go crazy. You'll start inventing people to talk to. You'll start talking to you. Yeah, you'll go crazy because we weren't meant for solitary confinement. Iron sharpeneth iron. We were meant to make each other better through admonishing, talking, fellowship, love. That's what we were made for. So when we're isolated from those things, it messes with us. But this is what the danger of social media, one of the greatest dangers of social media is, is self-isolation. You don't need nobody to scroll. You don't need nobody to play with. You don't need nobody to talk to. Some folks don't even need nobody to be in love with. You got the right accounts. You can just be in love with digital bots instead of real people. And then when you thrust in uh, environments with real people, you're socially awkward. You can't communicate correctly. You want to go back. To the digital realm. That's a major danger of social media, self isolation. Proverbs says this whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. That's a powerful sp- man. If you isolate yourself, you're going to become your own God. God is going to sound like you. That's them folks the Lord told me, then he showed me, and he showed me, and he told me. Like, boy, God is speaking more to you than he wrote in the Bible. (laughs) And the Lord, that's why you see, they come online preaching, saying the stupidest stuff. God said this, and said that, and got the angels pulling out concordances. Now, wait a minute. I don't remember that. Yeah, but 
God sounds like them. It says he breaks out against all sound judgment. You begin to lose sanity when you're isolated. What keeps you sane? People. People keep you sane. You ever had a stupid idea, but you thought it was great until you let some people hear it. People heard it and said, I don't think you ought to do that. That might get you locked up. Yeah, you need people. Look at somebody say, you need people. You need people to balance you out. Amen. We need mothers to balance out the way their children, the daughters are dressed before they leave the house. We need a father to tell them, you don't... Don't leave without getting a good check because you need people. That's why folk don't like to come to church because they want to do whatever they want to do. They don't want people. The more a person isolates themselves, the more their ideas and aspirations become internally inspired. So the more you're by yourself, the more you'll hear from yourself. And you can't, look at somebody say, you can't trust yourself. You gonna give yourself a pass? You gonna grade yourself on a curve? Cause you love yourself. Amen, I say it all the time. That's why I gotta have a personal trainer. I gotta go train. Cause if I'm training me, I'm not getting any results. Because if I was supposed to do 10 push-ups, I'm doing two. Because there's nobody there to make me do more. I'm, I'm, hey, once I feel like that's enough, why keep going? That's why you need somebody. You need a trainer. Now do some more. Look at you. You need a trainer to tell you that. Look at you. You know you need to do some more. You'd be like, oh yeah, I guess I do. If you put it that way. <laughs> but yeah. But a person that isolates themselves, all of their ideas are internally inspired. Proverbs 12 and 15 says, the way of a fool is what? That's why he's a fool. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is what? Wise. Wise. Amen. A Christian and believer in Jesus, as Christians, excuse me, as Christians and believers in Jesus, we must be careful not to self isolate and allow the internet to pull us away from human interactions, authorities, and godly leadership. Amen. I did an Instagram post this morning and I was talking about this very thing how. Most of the folks that are on the internet preaching have no authority, no godly leadership, no counsel, nobody to balance them out. The internet will give you a voice as long as you have an account. Yeah. And there are several of yous on the internet that will like it. Yeah. But you got to have human interaction and you got to submit to authorities. Amen? Amen? No matter how great you are, no matter how big you are, you got to submit to authorities. 
No matter how, we've had folks coming here, heavy online influencers with millions of followers. As soon as I tell them, no, brother, I don't know if you ought to do that. Well, you know, I do have a million followers, so they go to the next next church. Because they think online influence is real. Yeah. Judges 21 and 25 says, in those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was what? In this phrase, I mean in this uh, uh, scripture, the king just represents the authority. There was no authority, no one to answer to in in Israel. So every man did what? What they doing on the internet. There's nobody. Who you going to answer to on the internet? No one. Social media will have you out there acting a fool. Yeah. My mama wouldn't let me dress this way. So I'm going to dress this way now. And post pictures of it on the internet. And get some approval. Your mama was wrong. You know, and they'll say, my mama wouldn't let me. Well, your mama was wrong. Because what I'm seeing, she should have let. And you stupid enough. Really? Because there's no authority. Amen? You know, we have authorities here that check your page. And we'll tell you when you need to take something off. Amen? Oh, I didn't get it. Amen? Okay. Y'all ought to be glad about that. Amen. What you looking sexy for anyway? You saved. Why are you trying to be saved and sexy? Look at somebody. I can't help what God made. <laughs> you sure he made that? <laughs> Amen. We don't be sexy. And you don't be sexy online, then you got to come in here and we got to look at you. Real men in here. Real men are in here. So don't be all butt naked on the internet and then you come in here and just hugging everybody. <laughs> Got a line of hugs, just a line full of hugs. Look like the prayer line. That's the hug line. Everybody. everybody. Break this up. But that's true, though. People have to look at you. And you don't want to put those thoughts in anybody's mind. Amen. Well, I cover up when I come to church, but you ain't covered up nowhere else. Can I preach the truth in here? Amen. I know it's the truth. Social media is controlled and moderated by evil entities. Y'all believe that? Yeah, the devil made that. God don't need social media. God is not into none of this digital foolishness. He's not creating it. The enemy's creating it. Now, we got good uses for it. We use it for good things sometimes, but it's not. God don't need stuff that hurts his creation. He don't need things that hurts the environment that his creation lives in. God is not coming back. Jesus ain't coming back in a car. He's coming back on a horse. Why? Because he made that horse. That horse is a part of his original ecosystem. He ain't coming back in no spaceship. He gonna be riding a horse that he made. Cause that horse ain't killing nobody. 
Ephesians 2 and 2. Wherein in times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the what? This is it. The prince and power of the air. He's the prince and power of the airways. Prince and power. He controls the light spectrum because he's a light being. He's a light bearer. What's on the light spectrum? AM radio. FM radio. What's on the light spectrum? XM radio. What's on the light spectrum? Microwaves. Ultraviolet rays. He controls all of that. That's a part of his being as the light bearer or bringer. So he has access to that. So he's given us access to it through microchips and transistors and all of these digital things. That's all a part of the light spectrum. So he's the prince and power of the air. That's what it's talking about. And that's the spirit that now worketh in who? The children of disobedience. Sure, there are some good things on the social media, but the enemy can use good in order to taint it in some way to make it work for him. We put ministry on there. Ministry was good until the crazy ministers got on there. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The devil is not afraid to infiltrate church, ministry, or Christianity for that matter. He even tempted Christ on the mount to show that he was not afraid to do so. The devil's not afraid to come into your church. Amen. He's not afraid of church. He's not afraid of your platform online. He's just going to figure out a way. To get a hold of you. Through your own ambition. Trying to be somebody. Bible said. uh, And the devil took Jesus up to a high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world. This was the devil. He wasn't afraid to be next to Jesus. They were spiritual entities. So he definitely ain't afraid of you. He's not afraid of being uh, next to you. He's not afraid of whispering in your ear. Well, you know, pastor, you know, he got a little following, but you got a bigger one. So you, you don't need to listen, really listen. You don't have to really listen. Can I keep preaching? The devil wants us all doing the things that God hates because he hates God. So social media promotes all the things that God hates, which in turn hurts the church and causes us to hurt one another. What are the things that God hates? A proud look. That's you uploading all your photos. Sexy ones. And when you was big, when you was little, when you was fine and when you wasn't. All of the... <laughs> yeah! All them poses and... <laughs> proud look then you sit back and wait on the comments and have an almost anxiety attacks wondering what they gonna say nobody said anything oh my goodness let me unbutton a couple of blouse buttons 
unbutton two or three. Now you got 10,000 views. That's right, girl. Ooh, I see you working it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I'm telling the truth. Men too. Amen. You shine your ball head up. Look like a, a bowling ball on that. Trying to get a Murray's endorsement. <laughs> Amen. A proud look. <laughs> a lying tongue. That's you talking about stuff you don't know about. Stop lying. And hands that shed innocent blood. All of this, the internet promotes it. A heart that devises wicked imagination. Because the heart that devises wicked imagination makes the most money online. Feet that be swift in what? Running to, like the old folks say, mischief. <laughs> Running to other folks' business. Gossip. Yeah. Say, Cat Williams, that interview he said, that interview he had was making, I think I'm getting a million views an hour. Yeah. Because people want to hear other people's business. Yeah. They want to hear other people's business. Heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that's running swift to mischief, and then a false witness speaking lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. That's the professional troll, just sowing discord. Come on your page. That's not true. What? Yes, it is true. It was a robot said that. And you just went crazy. Thought you was talking to a person. <laughs> Folks upset. Family's upset. You mad at the family, so you make a post. I'm so glad that <laughs> I have my friends because my family is trifling. And say it online. Yeah, somebody like that in our family asking everybody for money when everybody turn them down they get on the internet it's, ain't it funny when you really need help that the family is nowhere to be found nope you need to change the word it's not help it's crack ain't it funny when you really need crack that the family Crackheads got phones too. Yeah. Put their mamas out there. Dishonoring their mothers and fathers online. And the celebrities are being paid to do it. To make you do it. See, they already got the celebrities' souls. They already sold their soul. They're just waiting for you to upload yours online. So they can store it in the cloud and create the hive mind. 
Remember I talked about that in part nine of the truth behind hip hop? Yeah, you uploading everything on there. Your photos, your business, your information, your, everything. So you're already almost a cyborg. Because you've almost been completely digitized. Cat Williams, Monique, and now a plethora of others are taken to the internet to expose their enemies, their personal woes, and even expose their parents' what? Their parents' shortcomings to the whole world. This has created an appetite. That's that scroll. Once you read one, another one's going to pop up, then another, and it increases your appetite for being a busybody in other men's matters. You all in their home. You all in their business. You want to know you've created that appetite for gossip, slander, and you've spurned feet that run swiftly to mischief to get more likes, views, and attention to monetize content. That's what the internet's doing. Proverbs says, a hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor. Ain't that funny? A hypocrite with his mouth. Cat Williams got on there talking about his parents was religious, so I just had to leave the house at 13. You had an argument with your father at 13? First of all, my son can't leave my house at 13. He gonna get snatched back in there and do whatever I say. 13? We don't know for sure if it was really 13, just like we don't know for sure if he really read 3,000 books a year. <laughs> that <laughs> 3,000 books a year I'm st- <laughs> the little baby books <laughs> you, read three th- you can't read 3,000 baby books in a year you can't lift and store but folk watch this more than they watch the gospel oh yeah see he exposed it ooh This man went against your Bible in that interview. But that's what it does. It lulled you to sleep. You didn't even notice that stuff. All you notice is what he said about the artist and stuff. It's intriguing. What's intriguing? Gossip. Gossip is intriguing. When you want, man, when you want to distract a whole group of people, give them some gossip. Somebody else's business. That's all the internet is. This has created an appetite for gossip, slander, and made people. This is all they look for now. What someone's doing, what's happening in somebody else's life. And one thing God showed me, he said, when you're hurt, when you're trauma, you know, when you've had trauma in your life and you're down on yourself, you feel better at the demise of others. So that appetite 
is feeding you, making you feel like, feel better about yourself by seeing bad in other people. So if I can tear other people down or, or enjoy other people being torn down, I won't feel so torn down. Because they're like me. Especially when it's a celebrity. They're rich. They're famous. Oh, but they're just like me. I know I'm preaching. Yeah. So this appetite is birthed. Because the internet is allowing these people to come on and expose their enemies and their personal woes and call their own parents And when my mother was on that show, do you know what I had to deal with, Shannon? What's that? I would be in the store and I would have elderly women coming up to me and they would say, your mama ain't shit. Wow. Now, they wasn't lying, Shannon. Okay? <laughs> they wasn't lying, baby. Sometimes you got to let the truth be untrue. Sometimes you got to just go with it. But still, it's my mother. It's your mom. And the DNA. The DNA has been the DNA. Yes. I need my mama. Uh, and I need her son, too. <laughs> I have wanted this so badly. If my mama watches this, I want her to know. And I say I can't have you. <laughs> that I have lost so much not having you. It would have been really, really, really nice to get that from you. They're playing, so I'm there in this park running and playing. It was such a good day. So every time somebody was doing something to me that was horrible, I could go to this park in my mind until it was over. My father grabs me. He wanted me to change the tire, and I could not change the tire. And I have to go in the house and tell him that I can't change the tire. My mother's standing there. She's like, she doesn't know what to do. He went into a rage, and he comes back. And he couldn't get the bolts off because they were rusted. And he looked up at me and there was a smirk on my face. And all I remember is him tackling me. And I, I, I remember holding on to a chain link fence. And I'm holding so tight my hands are bloody as he's hitting me. And I'm, I'm holding, just trying to hold on for my life. And I feel myself trying to get to that place, trying to get to the park. In my mind, I'm trying to get to the park so I can deal with this. And I can't. Do you have to deal with any of that, that stuff from like... The upbringing of Drake and him kind of living in in uh, Toronto without you at times. We hear it in his lyrics sometimes. I, uh, I I had a conversation with Drake about that. I have uh, always been with Drake. Mm. I talk to him, if not every day, every other day. Wow. Um, and we we really got into a deep conversation about that. Um, I said, Drake, why are you saying all of this uh, different stuff about me, man? Like, uh, uh, this is not cool. And uh, he goes, Dad, 
It sells records. <laughs> uh, in 1999, after releasing the now incredibly popular song My Name Is, which included the lines, 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mum does more dope than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper, make a record about doing drugs and name it after her. Although, when Eminem's mum would listen to this song following its release, she'd publicly defend herself by stating that his upbringing was the exact opposite to this. I'm looking at these and I'm going, what is this? I never worked a day in my life. We never had a house to live in. We lived on welfare. I mean, everything he was saying was like, I mean, I almost went into shock. I'm like, this is not true. Why are you doing this? He was spoiled rotten. Anything he wanted, I made sure that I'd take my last dime and get it for him. Neglectful? No. Pill popping? No. Welfare collecting? No. He needs to quit, you know, making attacks on me. You don't do this to your mom. And it, it, is, it is so hard. In a different interview when Eminem's mom was asked, all that stuff about you doing drugs and his rough childhood, is any of that true? She'd respond by stating, no, and that's what hurt me so much. I am a good Christian and prayer has kept me going. He was too spoiled. Anything he wanted, I would just buy it and I'd go without. I sheltered him too much and I think there's a little resentment from that. And to be fair to Debbie Mathers, there is evidence suggesting that Eminem didn't actually have a rough upbringing. Lies! <laughs> they lie to make you do it. See, they're acting. Tyler was acting. <laughs> Kurt acting. They're all acting to make you do what they did. See, if you're a fan and you see that, You'll feel vindicated by it. You'll feel okay to mimic them. Because a fan is a true follower, right? Yeah. So all of them, they're lying. Drake, my daddy wasn't there. Whatever he said in the song, he lying. His daddy just said, I was there. They said Eminem's mom was getting death threats, attacked. They were throwing things at her. She had to go to the hospital a couple of times because his fans were attacking her for the lies he told about her. That's how powerful social media is. Yeah, when you isolated and that's all you watch it, you believe it. Many preachers, artists, and athletes are now taking to social media to say and do things for clickbait to cause the gossipers to talk about them and promote them whether right wrong or indifferent some of these preachers are putting up stuff just so they can get talked about because it gives them likes and views and comments and money you know some of them can't be that you can't be that stupid to say that but they'll say it so you'll talk about it. So we'll talk. That's why I take my time. You know, the last time I did a message, like the one I did last week, where I talked about the different reasons, was a year prior. I did that in February of 2023, of falling away. I don't do that every week. I ain't finna make no, these guys ain't finna have me away from what God has called me to do, worrying about them. But every now and then the Lord will tell me to do it. But man, that's not, I'm not, no. People need to be saved, delivered, and set free. Amen. Can't get up and preach about Beyonce every week. No, I don't want to preach about her every week. I might want to hear that. She is not that important. 
but they do it to cause gossipers to talk about them and promote them. Matthew 23 and 12 says, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be what? Abased. Whenever you are, whenever your motive is not pure and you're trying to gain an audience, God is going to humble you. Amen. You don't have to clap. The devil knows the true definition of desensitization. If people hear it, see it, and discuss it too much, they will simply get used to it and no longer care about the solution or answers. Yeah, when you first got on there and you saw something bad about somebody, oh Lord, in Jesus' name, help them. Now you see something bad, uh-oh. Ooh, scroll, ooh, Lord, ooh, it gets worse and worse. You ain't prayed because it, it's not touching your heart anymore. You don't care about a solution. You care more about the entertainment. You've been lulled to sleep. That should shock you. I told you I gave y'all my testimony about the hood fights. I should be disturbed by hood fights. Weave laying in the yard. I, that ought to bother me. That <laughs> wig caught in the tire of a car that ought to bother me it should and it did when I first saw it I was like oh my goodness but then after 15 videos okay let me see what the weave does on this one the weave became the star I'm following the weave See what the weave gonna do this time. <laughs> yeah. I got desensitized. And the Holy Spirit had to rest my heart and say, Man, you hooked on this stuff. You need to turn it off. And not go on a fast from it. Turn it off and don't turn it back on. See, some stuff, see, that's what's wrong with us. Some stuff I'm going on a I'm, I'm going on a fast. No, you don't need to fast. You need to give that up. I'm going on a fast. I'm not listening for, for, for 10 days. I'm not listening to any more Rihanna for 10 days. People do that. But yeah, you don't need to fast from that. You need to give that up forever. Amen. Some stuff is just not good for you. I'm going on a fast from movies with sex scenes. Three days. That's how folks think. And you got a lust spirit in you. Amen. You come to church just to hug people. There's people like that. There's people like that. Brother, okay. What you thinking about? You need to go on a fast. I mean, you don't need to go on a fast. You need to stop watching what you're watching. You can't handle it. Yeah, maybe something happened in your childhood and the devil is using that as an open door. 
So you can't watch what your friends watch. You can't go where your friends go. There's certain things you can't do. Maybe they can do it because they didn't have your traumatic experience. But it's different for you. You went to prison for for having a bloody axe. You can't watch John Wick. You don't need to watch John Wick. You don't need to watch John Wick. But just like this, you know, the more they show us, we get immune to it and nobody cares anymore. Ephesians says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of what? edifying that it may minister grace unto watch your communication amen and make sure what you're watching you remain solution and answer oriented don't just scroll through bad stuff if you're not praying for folks The curse of Canaan is once again in full effect in people. While they should be celebrating the accomplishments of African Americans this month, most are tearing down one another by being busybodies in the personal business of others. Instead of praying for one another, social media is teaching us to have no mercy, forgiveness, or grace for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Perry them on that show, they... They, they, they don't have no grace for their parents. No mercy. They want people to side with them. Turning their whole audience against them. Yeah, that's what Ham did. Remember? Ham went out. The Bible said he looked up on his father's nakedness, then went outside and told his brothers. Y'all, guess what? Daddy in that naked. It's like, what? You don't talk about your father like that. They got a, they went back and covered him. Didn't he walk backwards and covered him? And Ham cursed. And now we in trouble because of it. Canaan was cursed. First Peter 4 and 15 says, let none of you suffer as a murderer. There's consequences to suffering as a murderer. A thief, an evildoer, or what? There's consequences when you're a busybody in other men's matters. You cancel blessings out of your life. Sometimes we're so concerned about what other people are doing, we miss our own opportunities to be blessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's suffering. Artificial intelligence, AI, is slowly turning us into cyborgs by taking away our true love for one another and suppressing the human emotion that caused us to be concerned with the well-being of others. The machine is attempting to make us hate our lives, hate one another, and enjoy seeing the downfall of those that error. That's what the machine wants. Proverbs 24 and 17. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad 
when it get in trouble. Once we lose the ability to love and desire to see the crooked made straight. See, we're going to lose it, y'all. We're going to lose our ability to love and lose the desire to see the crooked made straight. That's why we're here. That should be priority. Seeing the crooked made straight. But once we lose that ability, we have become like the devil and not God. This is what social media was created for. And now we are seeing the results of this digital experiment. People have a greater appetite for the business of others instead of having an appetite for God's way of doing things. Colossians tells us, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the what? Elemental spirits of the world. Summary. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Time to turn the phones off some. Amen. Artificial intelligence is not real. Hence the word artificial. Artificial intelligence is not real, so we cannot allow it to steer us into deception. We must love one another like the Bible says. We must pray for those that may have erred and not make sport of them. We must keep a good balance of human interaction and not be led by social media in its grips on our world. The devil has a plan for this platform. Once he gets all ministries, churches, and believers comfortable with not gathering physically, not interacting personally, and not fellowshipping regularly, then he will have every aspect of us online. He will eventually ban preaching, teaching, and admonishing people against social media community guidelines, just like T-Mobile just did in the guidelines They don't like something you text, they can find you in their community guidelines. Yeah, so it's coming. Banning the preaching, the teaching, and admonishing. That goes against the community guidelines, which will cause all online ministries to be completely shut down unless they comply. It's coming. But because people were lured out of the church and comfortable with online ministry, billions will be lost. Because they depend on that and not gathering. This is where it's going. So we must do what? Take precautions. We must not forget that God has called us to fellowship. God has called us to gather consistently. And to know those that labor among us. We must never forget that there is safety and counsel and accountability. God did not create artificial intelligence, nor does he need to use it. We have the Bible. We have his chosen vessels that he teaches through. And we have the written word of God that should shape our existence, not the digital realm. The more time you spend in the digital realm, the more desensitized you become to people and human emotion. We must not only pray against this evil end time plight of the enemy, but must also combat it with love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance of God's spirit. When we bear these fruit, we cannot be conditioned by the world's social media 
construct. Amen. And the scripture told, foretold all of this. Jesus said, before I come back, this is what it's going to be like. And then shall many be what? Offended. And they shall betray one another and hate one another. Yeah. And many false prophets shall rise and shall what? And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall be digitized, waxed, cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be what? Saved. Everyone stand to your feet. How will they know unless somebody preach it? Sometimes we get comfortable. Sometimes we get used to things. And somebody's got to preach it. Somebody has to preach it. Amen. And this is something I had to do myself. I had to pull myself away from it. So I could reevaluate it. And some of you may need strength to do that. That's something you know you want to do or need to do. You know your phone and you. You know social media and you. There needs to be some changes in that. If that's you, I want you to just come up. And I'm going to believe God with you and pray with you. And Amen. Trust God with you. Believe God for you. You know, when you have trauma in your life, the internet comes in to try to fill a void. And it'll try to fill a void whether you feel you lack love, attention, you lack care, concern, your daddy don't like you, mama doesn't like you, somebody, you know, you just, whatever it is, need a relationship, whatever it is. Or it could just be, hey, you know, I, I'm trying to blow up or something. I don't know. But you got to make sure that social media does not rob you of the purpose that God has for you. Man that thinks himself to be something and he's nothing. The Bible said you're deceiving yourself. And the internet will make us think that we're something. So we just have to be careful with it. And that's what you're coming for. God help us be careful with this anyone else anyone else I've gone through periods I'm going to be honest I've gone through periods where I was addicted to the phone really like I just caught myself and I was just on it and what it was I was concerned about what people were thinking and doing or whatever and God told me to turn it off for 90 days I turned off social media for 90 days that's 3 months so you may have to take some time from it whatever however God leads you but I'm praying for you to have the courage and the strength to do it everyone bow your heads Father God we just thank you Lord for this message 
Father, we just thank you, God, for speaking to us through this message. And Lord, obviously there is a concern for the body of Christ as a whole, just for all of us as this internet and this the digitizing of us as your humans and your creation. As this takes place, Father God, I know there are things we should be concerned about. Things that we've let go, things that where we let our guard down, things that we've gotten used to that may not even be of you. So, Father God, I pray right now that you would touch each and every heart in this place and each and every one that hears this message. Father God, that they would evaluate where they are, what they've been doing, and what they're used to. Father God, we question it now and put it before you. Is this good for us? Should we keep doing Should this be the way we govern our day? Father God, help us get our lives in order so that you can be our priority again. Father God, so that what you want for us will be what we have. And I pray right now, everyone just lift your hands. God, I pray right now against every demonic entity attached to the internet father god every demonic lure of social media father god everything that the devil is doing in the background and in the foreground that we don't even understand but father i pray for protection right now over your people so that we will not be conditioned like robots conditioned father god in the hive mind conditioned by the enemy but god we will still look like you sound like you act like you speak like you believe like you have faith for our brothers and sisters love one another father god our human emotions we speak now for love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance father god of your holy spirit let these things rule our lives and not we not be ruled by the plan of the internet and father we give it to you now whatever you want and whatever you're requiring in jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah hallelujah it's up to you you have to do it your plan what God speaks to you, it's up to you. But you know where you are with this thing. So let God lead you. Amen. Hug somebody. Hug somebody and tell them, I ain't no robot. I really love you. I love you. I love you. I have a beating heart. I love you. I'm not a cyborg. I'm not digitized. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 